listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 36 of the Double Exposure Show with myself, Petro, and Sophia Lemon. And uh, we're bringing your show notes on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 36. And we want to see your lovely faces on Facebook in our group called the Double Exposure Group. So won't you join us there, please? And yeah, we're back. Um, You don't know this yet, but uh, well, I guess you do if you listen to the last episode. We had a little bit of a hiatus. Did you like? Uh, Those are those. Did you like my intro? Can I be completely honest with you? I haven't even oh, made it to my listen God. to it yet. <laughs> you need to listen I to know. it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm scared. Too. <laughs> well, I hope everyone so, laughed. Yeah. It's the best acting I've done I hope ever. So. <laughs> I, I think I know where this is going now. <laughs> so now I'm looking forward and I'll act surprised. Um, but uh, I took I took a... I want to say a much deserved break, but the reality is I just procrastinated so much and kept myself busy with everything else that I think this break was kind of yeah. forced on us. Um, we had a, a lot to do around here because Hannah's going to be due in about a month, five weeks, let's say. And uh, so my sister threw a baby shower for her. Uh, at our place, of course, and there was a lot of projects we wanted to tackle before the summer started, which were kind of delayed and whatnot. So um, just a week before yesterday, which is when the shower was, um, we basically sanded the entire deck and refinished it. Um, I did a lot of work around the house as far as yard work goes, uh, trimming trees, bushes, this and that. And I have to admit, I am exhausted. <laughs> I am just pooped <laughs> to the point where this morning when I texted you that uh, I'm uh, Hannah's starting work a little later, so I'm running a little late. And you're like, are we going to do this? I was about to say, I don't want to. I want to stay in bed. We gotta. <laughs> but, but we got to do this. Yeah, We're doing we this fans. for you guys. It's for fans. the kids, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> fans. Love, love our fans. So... But uh, before I go into too much detail about my weekend and what we did, how about yourself, Sophia? What's new and exciting? I'm playing a lot of ball. And like the reason I couldn't do it, do the episode last week was um, I played ball all weekend. It was exhausting. And then um, the Monday morning of the long weekend, um, I got up early for a shoot and then it, I was just all like screwed up. And I think we both procrastinated <laughs> a lot and sort of Tuesday mm-hmm. came and we were like, we don't have an episode for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so wait to be yeah, honest. I hope everyone liked um, the latest episode of my new podcast. Um, and other than that, I don't know. I had a, really early morning shoot yesterday i got up at 4 30 in the morning and it went i know that's disgusting but it went really well and i survived the day i am exhausted now though like i feel like i've been going to bed late every night just because stupid ball like you play at like <laughs> 8 30 and then which is past my bedtime anyway 
Um, <laughs> yeah, let's let's reveal yeah. your bedtime so, to our listeners. When do you so typically I, I go to bed? I normally like shut off screens, put my phone down at eight, and then I'll go to bed at nine. And yeah, ball is screaming up because <laughs> I play, and then I have like my adrenaline's going, so then I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. You are the youngest old person I know. And I mean that as a compliment. I like to get up early. You do yeah. start pretty early. I get early, up at though, six every morning. Yeah, so. that's, that's. And I, I like to actually sleep. And you know what? Through the night, so. Yeah, and I usually call it a night 11 or midnight, yeah. and I'm up yeah, around that's crazy. 8. Right, because nothing, nothing starts here. Like nothing really yeah. starts that early around here. So. I don't need to be up early. And unfortunately, I do need to be up a little later for some things. Um, uh, just a lot, of, a lot of shoots we do are same day, same, same day shoot, mm-hmm. same day delivery. And so if I go out and shoot at, you know, even 1.30 p.m. by the time I come back and start doing things and start wrapping my day, um, quite often I'm like, okay, it's 8 o'clock. I better yeah. edit these photos. <laughs> you know, and it'll be, it'll be something very, sh- very small, very short at a time, but you know, I'm, my screens turn off at, at 10, for example, and it, I, I admire it. I, I think it's awesome what you're doing, but well, I if couldn't I, do it. If I don't Although, get up and go to the gym in the morning, then when I start working, mm-hmm. I feel so groggy and I will feel terrible all day. So yeah, that's why I do that. Well, that's, that's probably what I'll start <laughs> doing then. I'm going to borrow a page from your book um, <clears throat> because, to you know, running your own business is, is, a hard, is hard work. It's not just mentally exhausting, it's physically yeah, sure. exhausting. And funny enough, uh, introducing just an hour or even more of exercise in the, in the very mm-hmm. early morning gives you more energy yeah. throughout the day, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Now, I... I so, a uh, little, little <laughs> secret. Was that a secret or... Okay. That was the secret. I wanted to ask you how uh, the baby shower was and also if Stevie Kate gave you guys hugs for me because he texted me in the morning like, let's do this. And I was like... Oh, I'm I'm not going to be able to be there. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm a horrible, I, horrible friend. I wish you would have come. Yeah, that would have would have been awesome. I know it's a three hour trip All for six. you, so I <laughs> if I come back, okay. I guess you have to go the <laughs> yeah. other way too. Jeez. Um, so it's a six hour six hours out of your day. So I get it. Uh, it's it's a lot to do on a Sunday, but Stevie Cake forgot the hugs. That's it. Uh, but he did oh, make it out, he's and in I. Trouble. He, he did so much work. Um, like you, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, my mom came down early. Uh, Stevie Cake came down early, and he helped my mom chop all bu- all bunch of vegetables. <laughs> uh, just basically, um, he just kicked it into high gear, and he did so yeah. much around here. Just like amazing. So thank you, buddy. Um, I know he's going to be listening to this on Wednesday, <laughs> so he's going to be all excited. Uh, keep keep the keep the truck on the oh, road. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Don't swerve <laughs> out of excitement. But he did forget the hugs, and uh, Kate, you know that that's that's Steve, that's not cool, buddy. You hold him hugs so. from me, so assuming <laughs> that he sees you two before um, I do, um, he better make exactly. that happen. But I I do need to come down. Hopefully before, I don't know, should yeah. I come down before the baby arrives or after the baby arrives or both? It's tough. Both, of course, both. Yes, but you'll be like it's only you'll be like hours. exhausted for a month, right? Before you get like your baby groove on. So <laughs> I'm not the one in labor, <laughs> so yeah, but I you're going to be the one we'll getting see. up in the I, middle of the night. 
You know, a funny story to tell you about uh, Hannah getting locked out about a year ago. What? Uh, when we got Tank. We just got Tank. We, we were still in our downtown um, house and uh, he needed to go out every two hours because <laughs> he's a little guy, you know, a little puppy. And so she takes him out. And we had an apartment in our basement, um, and we shared the uh, the entrance. Uh, and so Hannah didn't bring any keys with her because it's it was four a.m. So she thought, whatever, like I'm just walk, I'm gonna watch Tank while he goes to the bathroom in the backyard. Well, while she was in the backyard, uh, our tenant came home because he worked at the bar, and at four a.m. he comes home and he just locks the door, like you know, like he would. So all of a sudden, Hannah's locked out. She can't come into the uh, to the house. She knocks on the door. She rings the doorbell. She just basically, like, almost tears the door down. <laughs> Nothing happens. I'm asleep upstairs. I don't even know what's going on. So we have ladders hanging no. on, uh, on the inside of the carport. <laughs> yeah, she she grabbed a ladder and she broke into the house. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a light shining on the window that in a, in the laundry room that she broke into and like like it's really high off the ground so she needed a ladder so she broke in opened the door brought tank inside and uh, went back to sleep and then in the morning she she's like giving me these glaring death stares and i'm like what did i do did i like elbow her in the face <laughs> in my sleep what's going on Turns out, she tells me the story, and <clears throat> the, the next morning, I actually ask uh, the tenant, I'm like, because she was ringing their doorbell, too. Uh, I said, did you hear the doorbell? Like, is it working? You guys need to tell me so I can fix it. And he goes, 4 a.m., I came home, I hit the pillow, <laughs> I was out, and I dreamt about a grandfather clock going Oh, no. The whole time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so... That that was fun. <clears throat> so I'm thinking. So she's kind of scared because she's like, once once we have the baby, you're just gonna sleep through all of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of going like, yeah. Well, I think she'll I will. wake you up. That's <laughs> Sorry. funny though, because uh, we all know if I was there, I would have answered the door because I can't sleep through anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you remember yeah. when I was in London, my neighbors <clears throat> liked to keep me up all night because they thought they were musicians. Yep. <sighs> yep, I do recall that. I, I think I still have the key to your old apartment. <laughs> If if they haven't changed the locks, we should go for a visit. <laughs> I'm sure if we showed up, the building manager would be like, yeah, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, just to wrap up the yeah. baby shower, it was a success. A, a success. lot of people showed up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was a success. <laughs> um, the party the party was good. You know, that that's what it constitutes a success mm-hmm. in my books. My mom made a ton of food. She's She loves making food. So this was like an excuse for her to go overboard. I'm talking about three kinds of salads, oh uh, cabbage rolls. I uh, smoked slash barbecued some amazing mm-hmm. burgers, mouth-watering mm-hmm. stuff. People, people were well-fed and well-drank <laughs> or watered or whatever. The... Yeah, <laughs> the recycling bin is overflowing <laughs> with uh, uh, wobbly pop cans. That's what it is. And uh, no, it, it was it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. And like we realize how much we love people here. So we're going to try to entertain a little bit more because um, this is the first time we actually had a lot of people mm-hmm. at our new house. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great, actually. Um, 
a lot of people I haven't seen in a while came down. Uh, it, it was like a lot of fun. So we hung out and then the awkward thing, like you can't ask people not to bring you presents because everybody's mm-hmm. going to bring a present, right? Um, so in lieu of cards, we asked people to bring baby yeah. books. And so, it, which was, which was awesome. Uh, cause we now have like a, a library <laughs> full of baby books and, uh, there was a couple of, a couple of doubles and everything, uh, which, which was cool. And, you know, people were like, oh, you got that book. I got that book. Damn it. <laughs> but th- the awkward phase for me was, um, or the awkward moment was opening gifts yeah. that people got. I, I really hate the attention on me and I feel awkward even like accepting gifts, but I know it's the, um, the, the, the custom or whatever it is. Like I get it. Like if I go to a baby shower, mm-hmm. I'll buy a gift. Right. And, and the baby shower for people who are listening and wondering why were you there? <laughs> um, it wasn't really a baby shower per se. It was baby shower slash barbecue slash well at this point i think it's so my personal opinion is that it's kind of silly that a baby shower would not involve the father if the father is in the child's life especially for such a big movement of fathers trying to be equal right now um like uh i'm um i'm a member of a group called uh, club london and there's a big push, which you would have seen shared yeah. on my wall on Facebook. Uh, and it's called Dads uh, Change Diapers mm-hmm. 2. And what it is, is a, is basically, it's starting as a petition, but it's growing into something a lot bigger. Um, there's a lot of same-sex dads um, and uh, partners and couples and just uh, stay-at-home dads. Maybe, you know, the wife could have a better job, yeah. so... The, the dad takes the time off or whatever, or doesn't matter what it is. There's, there's times that dads end up with, with kids. Um, and when they end up in public spaces, they need to be able to change the, the child, right? They, these things are just ba- basically crap making <laughs> machines. So I'd say something like 95% of the businesses in London do not offer a changing table in the men's bathroom. Well, most don't, I would imagine. So, no, most don't. And so this group has petitioned some local businesses. Like um, one of the fathers uh, went to uh, 168 Sushi. And when it came time to change his son, he didn't have a change table in the uh, men's washroom. So he went to the owners um, or the management and said, here's, what, here's what's up. Within five days, they had a change table up in the men's washroom. Yeah, like that's that's fantastic, right? And now, mind you, it's not something that's going to get used a lot. And I remember, you know, 10 years ago being in the washroom, in the men's washroom, and I remember thinking, what the hell is a baby change table doing in here? You know, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. And today I'm kind of like, no, I'm glad it's here because there's going to be days where, I, do, you know, Hannah's going to be working or whatever, what have you, and I'll be out with a friend or whatever it is. And... Um, I'm going to have, uh, you know, our daughter with us. And what do you do? You know, like you can't just be like, okay, sit and stew in your own like, crap. Now that I think about it. <laughs> so now, now I get it. The only washrooms that I see with change tables in them at all seem to be chains. Family. Like, I would oh. kind of hazard a guess that most restaurants in Owen Sound don't have change tables in the women's washrooms. Um, but 
That's quite possible. I'll give too. it to Starbucks for having two washrooms and they're both unisex. <laughs> so you have a change table. Right. <laughs> Well, and at this point, I don't even know why there's a men's and a women's washroom. Like, there, there should be just washroom stalls that are unisex because, and I'm not talking about gender equality or uh, transgender or whatever. Like, yeah. that's not the debate here. What I'm saying is, if it's a single occupant bathroom, why does it need a gender assignment well, to it? Really well, doesn't Starbucks doesn't have the gender assigned washrooms, but if... Of, of if course I'm, they don't, right? They just... Yes. But there, but there, the reason there's two there is if if it was somebody other than Starbucks, they would slap a man yeah. and women sign um, on it. And I get it because when you, you know, maybe somebody would walk into a random washroom, but I, I, I really don't know. And it's it's not really what the podcast oh, is right, about, yeah. I guess. Well, I, th- I think about, <laughs> never mind. That was going to get weird. You can. Um. <laughs> okay. We'll save it for the next episode. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, that's, that's like, I'll, I guess I'll kind of wrap it up a little bit. Um, so at the end of the, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's really just, it's really just, yeah, I just would like to say that we're not talking about like, you know, women don't do enough with kids. Cause I would guess that we could probably have some people be like, Oh, but women do so much work with their children yes we know we know of course um, they do that's not what we're yeah. saying <laughs> petro's just I, saying he I, wants I guess to what it comes too. down to <laughs> yeah well and then that's just the start right so uh so really you know i when it comes to home i'm going to be sleeping through most of the stuff just because just because that's me not not, not on purpose just such a heavy sleeper <laughs> well like I have no problem sleeping on an airplane in a car and whatever, like on a train. My, one of my favorite things to do is travel by train, and I love spending the night on a train. It's like it's just part of my childhood. I grew up on trains, um, so I can sleep through anything, and it's it's a blessing and a curse because um, I think if the house was on fire, I might not even know. <laughs> so, um, oh my goodness. So I sleep through all kinds of alarms, like all kinds of apps. There's there's times where literally I'll set an alarm for like six thirty a.m. and wake up at seven forty eight, and and I'm like, I am how, how my alarm basically says on my phone, he's it's like I gave up, you know, fuck you, I don't want to do this anymore, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> um, I am paranoid about that all the time. I set two alarms to get up at four thirty, <laughs> and the first one worked, so I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but you know how before we started this episode, we said 20 minutes is too long to blabber about <laughs> stuff. It's and almost we're at minutes, 18 minutes. So today we're going to talk about not, you know, specific pricing, like how you should price yourself, but the difference between pricing for portraits and for commercial work. So Petro and I are both in this group on Facebook called the Rising Tide Society. And it's pretty neat. But I have seen recently a few people post about, you know, miscommunications with clients with regard to commercial photography and their pricing as portrait photographers for commercial jobs. Um, And then Mm -hmm. also Petro has mentioned before um, how you usually get paid as a commercial photographer. And 
my mind whenever I read these posts on Facebook or Petro comments on how you get paid as a commercial photographer, I'm always like, what? That sounds ridiculous. Because, you know, I'm all about mm-hmm. like, no, you pay me before I show up or I'm not going to show up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like, I don't get it. And I want to talk about it because it sounds crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So portraits for me, how it usually works is my clients pay for the session just the session. So they're paying for me to show up for an hour. And then we do like choosing the artwork afterward. Um, and they pay for that when they order it. Um, so I get paid before I do any labor and I get paid before I have anything printed. But from what I understand (laughs) with commercial, you might not get paid until you actually deliver the photos, which scares the crap out of me because like, I, I could, I would be so paranoid that they wouldn't pay me, that they would be like, no, we don't like these photos, so we're just not going to pay you. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because because you've been getting emails accidentally sent to well, you. Well, there's that. So now your yeah. paranoia level well, and, is that 100%. And these photographers on Facebook, the, their clients have been like, yeah, we didn't like the experience, or, you know, you're charging us more than we thought mm-hmm. you were going to charge us. Um and yeah, they just are generally unhappy. Um, yeah. So to to start off, um, how to avoid any confrontation? the the basic The basics of this is going to be uh, contracts, contracts and mutual agreements. Whether they're <clears throat> written agreements and signed, or just e- agreements through email, get some sort of uh, get it on paper. And I don't mean physical paper. Um, I'm talking about get it uh, in an email, get it uh, through some sort of correspondence. Put terms down. <clears throat> so if a client calls me, and, and before I even go into this, I'm going to say that even though I, I consider myself a commercial photographer because I offer a service, I offer a commercial service, which happens to be photography, and that commercial service is available to business as well as to personal. And the difference, I think most people... Um, when they distinguish portrait photography versus uh, commercial photography, it's portrait tends to be person to person and uh, business tends to be kind of business to business, right? So like you, you as a photographer doing, doing um, services, rendering services to other businesses because uh, that's who needs, you know, product and commercial photography uh, work. So before you do anything, establish terms, establish conditions and have a contract. Send a digital copy to your um, contact at a business or to your client, uh, and have them sign it. Have them. You can use Adobe Sign. I think that's what it's called. I use it all the time. I can't think of it. You can use DocuSign. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can do whatever. You you can even write out a contract and use Genius Scan on mm-hmm. your iPhone or Android, and send it over to your client. It's fantastic. And then have them sign it and do the same thing back to you. Outline the terms, and this will never be a question. Now, <clears throat> use emails. Do not use phone calls. Use emails because that is some sort. That is yeah. a sort of a virtual paper trail, right? Um, you can always go back to it and you know say it's right here, like we agreed to it. Okay, I um, just and even text messages aren't as safe because you, if you lose your phone, your text messages I, are gone. Unless you backed it up, then you're 
Yeah. I'm going to say something about that using email thing because I have had, I've done jobs yeah. with people where like later on um, they decide, you know, no, we were going to get all of the photos for this price. And, you know, that was not the agreement. The agreement was you get one photo of each person. Um, and then they yep. go, no, we want all the photos. Yeah. Write that stuff down. Like in email. So same, same thing for you. Write down that if you change your mind and you want all the photos, there'll be additional yeah. charges. Um, and <laughs> what is okay. that noise? That was that was my fridge making ice. Um, so <laughs> this is a drawback of living in an open concept <laughs> house. I, I'm serious. I I'm technically in my dining room, but if I if I look around 360 degrees, you're I in see all my of the living room. <laughs> I'm in all the rooms. Um, Laundry room. But I, I've, I've run into the problem before where, you know, they say we want all of the photos and then I just get tired of arguing with them and I just give them all the photos and I'm just like, go away. Like, and then they hire me again. And then the second time they say, well, we got all of the photos last time. Don't do that. Yeah, you set a precedent. Make sure that you yeah. have this stuff in an email, send it to them, and then don't give them all of the photos. Just say, no... This, these are the terms, <laughs> period. Hold your ground. Uh, there, I know it's hard, especially when you're starting out, because you don't want to make people upset. You don't want to yeah. make clients upset. So just rewind to an earlier episode where, you know, you, you have to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you have to conduct yourself in a professional manner. But uh, the best thing you can do is outline the terms and conditions uh, in an email or in a contract. So, you know, say we're going to, if you're photographing a group of 25 employees and you promise them one great portrait of each, <clears throat> and they're like, they're not happy with it for whatever reason, just because, you know, time constraints and you just didn't do your best, you need to almost tell them that and say, these are the best ones. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not happy with them, what do you think that I held the best ones back? Yeah. That you know, what I'm, I'm, am I going to print them out and put them on my headboard or something? Like, just, these are the best ones. If you want to retake them, yeah, right, there's a fee for a reshoot. Let's figure something else out. Yeah, yeah. and and you may need to discount it if it, if some of it is your fault, or if it's entirely your fault, you will need to redo it and just swallow the bullet, bite the bullet rather, swallow your pride, and do it at you know kind of pro bono. Because in the long in the long run, you may have a business that. <clears throat> basically feeds you a lot of business. Um, uh, I was recently on a Costco website and I saw pictures of products that I photographed for a London company, um, I would say 13 years ago now, maybe 14 years ago now. Costco is selling their product and they're using my photos. And I was like, uh, this was before licensing. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's not for advertising, you know, but uh, it's it's product photography um but uh, yeah that i'm not going to get into that because i don't want to talk about this company. <laughs> great people but i want to stay on topic because like i said we did eat up a lot of time already so long story short <clears throat> i want you to uh, think of yourself as a service provider and like any service provider majority of the services that they provide are not a prepaid basis so, for example, if you go to a car mechanic and you say, hello, Mr. Mechanic, I have a problem. My car goes like this. And he goes, all right, I'm not a magician. I don't have perfect pitch. I don't know what that is. I'm going to have to put it up on the hoist. So they put it up on the hoist 
and they say, okay, so we spent half an hour diagnosing it. Uh, here's the problem. You're, you're going to need new brakes and you're going to need new exhaust. I'm just making mm-hmm. stuff up. It's going to cost you $1,500. You usually go, okay, go ahead and do it. They do it and then you pay them later. Mm-hmm. Now, what you can't just show up and say, well, I'm not really happy with it now. You know, I really liked when my car was brand new. It's not the same now. You know, <clears throat> you can't say I'm not going to pay you. Why? Because there's certain terms and conditions that are implied when hiring out a service and the service providers, they're protected by laws and regulations. And same thing applies to you. You know, speaking of cars, if you pull into an oil change service station and they quickly change your oil for you, it's at the end when they say, okay, you can pay up now, right? They're not asking for for monies up front. Now, these... Uh, Quick service providers, they are working on um, kind of trying to put things into perspective a little bit. So they're, they're, they basically get paid as soon as the job yeah. is done, right? Um, and sometimes you get services from bigger companies like uh, people that come to your home even. So I'm going to say like flooring installers or carpet installers or window installers, or plumbers, whatever. When these people come to your home, they, you know, as soon as you let them in, let's say it's a flooring installer, when they install your floor, typically they don't collect the money there. What happens is they pack up their van with their tools, and they leave. You'll get a bill in the mail about a week later, um, and then you have typically a week to two weeks, maybe a month to pay it. And you're on the hook for that. So commercial photography is kind of like that. It's kind of like the service provider where there's a lot, a lot more at play, where you offer a service with certain terms and conditions, you provide that service, and after you execute it, you build a client, and then the client has some flexibility as to when they can pay that bill. Now, ever since I've been using Wave Apps with the credit card enabled, I've been getting my bills paid like a third of a time. So <clears throat> within, within, I want to say within like a week. Now I have a question about this. Um, so there's like yeah. net 30, next, net 60, next, net 90. Um, yeah. What is the standard for Ontario, for example? So the, the beauty part is there is really no standard. Um, what, it, what it comes down to is how good of a client, <laughs> the relationship you have. Uh, some clients, so some bigger conglomerates, some bigger businesses, they just have too many people involved. So there's accounts payable, there's accounts receivable, and there's many people in accounts payable. And then you will have a boss and then, you know, your boss will have a boss. So you'll have to, first of all, you'll get a job approved. You'll, you'll get the job done and then you get the bill and you submit it to your boss. Your boss approves it. He submits it to his boss. Who approves it? Who submits it to accounts payable? Who then looks at 200 of these bills that they need to pay and goes through them and audits them and makes sure that the money is being spent properly and then follows up with the boss's boss, who follows up with the boss, who follows up with you and says, really, that was $2,000 for portraits? And you go, yeah, you approved it, you dummy. (laughs) And they go, oh, yeah, that's right, I approved it. Here's my email, you know, and then by the, the problem is by the time that this bureaucracy red tape garbage is done, it's been a month. And so... 
quite often what happens is these these bigger businesses they'll look at the terms on the contract you know and they'll look at the fact that okay it's net 30 we're just going to put it in this pile whereas this contract might be net 10 we'll put it in this pile is that you know? who's calling and who's calling <laughs> i'm not even looking i'm just Aww. turning it off because i'm embarrassed because i put it on do not disturb <laughs> so um and i don't want to lose my train of thought but the the reality of the situation is that maj- most contracts that i send out are like net 10 mm-hmm. you know which which is basically i give them the standard 14 14 days yeah. um and if i have a relationship with the business that i know they need net 30 i will adjust my invoice to be you know due 30 days from now mm-hmm. and so one of the things you need to do is figure out what your what your terms will be with the company a lot of times when the company reaches out they will actually say we need terms of net 60 mm-hmm. you know we we want to hire you but we want we want 60 so days. what yeah what um, i was reading in this one post in particular um was that you know commercial photography is a standard net 90 which i think is like mm-hmm like a little bit much like i probably would be uncomfortable doing more than net 30 to be honest and but you put that in your contract right and you in your contract that. that's right and what you can do is you can outline communicate and then outline yeah. terms so net 30 is interest free net 60 yes you, you know you're subject to one and a half percent fee and then if you want to go 90 you're subject to two percent fee and if you go over 90 then you're subject to late penalties and charges yeah. as well as interest. I think you kind of have then, to expect <clears throat> that some of the companies that you're going to work with are not going to pay you on time or at all I'm I'm still looking at an invoice that's 1100 days old no, um, and this this company like I'm at the point where I want to embarrass them publicly yeah. and you know just it's, it's a little little spiteful me inside me that's well, like you guys are ripping people off and you know not not paying my bill type yeah. thing um, and I'm, I'm a better person. I, I, I only imagine <laughs> things. I wouldn't actually do them. So it, it, that's just the crappy so, part. Well, with that, now, if, if they're late paying or it's getting close, like with wave and stuff, you can set automated, um, emails. So it'll automatically email them mm-hmm. like seven days before their, their payment is due or seven days after seven days, you know. three days. Yeah. On the day. Yeah. yeah. So you can set that stuff up and make sure that you're following up with them. So if they are a little bit delinquent in paying their bill, that will help. Um, it won't make people who are not going to pay you, pay you. <laughs> They'll just ignore it. That's but, right. Um, yeah, make sure that you follow Now, up. what you can do, and I've done that in the past, is on the really big jobs, mm-hmm. um, if you if you have a predetermined amount of people coming, et cetera, et cetera, um, what you can request is somewhat, somewhat of a stipend or um, a deposit or a retainer, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> so I photographed, um, I was tasked to photograph 117 individuals once. And this was for a company in Toronto, a very, very large company. And these were all people who were CEOs, VPs, all, all of that. Basically, like they were the upper echelon. There was 117 of them. And, uh, excuse me, I think I spread it over, I want to say six days. 
and I was going to have to go back and forth to Toronto because they weren't all there either. So we were scheduling things, et cetera, et cetera. So what I did is I asked for $1,500 up front. Um, I sent them an invoice for 117 headshots. And then I, I put, um, I basically sent them uh, a request for $1,500 up front. And what I asked, uh, the reason I asked for this money is because I said, look, uh, I'm going to have to involve a lot of people in this mm -hmm. project. Uh, I'm going to have to rent some gear for this project. I'm going to have to rent a storage unit for this project near your base so that I don't lug my equipment back and forth and literally just store it in a unit for so i will i will have expenses and i and i requested them to pay my expenses yeah. ahead of time hotel room um times six you know for the six shoots because uh, we were starting at 8 a.m and i wasn't going to take a two-hour trip with my equipment you know i basically said to them like look i'm gonna give you I can, I can do one of two things. I can do a super professional rate that's going to be cheaper than a Toronto photographer who isn't going to be willing to come on location, but I will come on location. And that was the, that was the key. They literally couldn't find anybody to come on location, yeah. which was kind of ridiculous. I, yeah. I think people just didn't want to do it. And it was a lot of money. <clears throat> and they had no problem sending me money up, up front either. So much so that they actually paid the entire invoice. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, you know, I put, I wrote an email to the woman. I said, "Look, I need, I need fifteen hundred dollars to be paid before any work gets started." That those those were those were my terms. They just sent a payment for the entire invoice, which was a lot of pressure to tell you the truth. Because now I'm kind of like, okay, crap, they paid for mm -hmm. everything. Now I have to perform at my <laughs> best, you know, which is which is a false way of thinking. Because no matter if they paid or not, you should still do that in order to get paid, right? And the reason I'm kind of going to here is because you said, well, what if they're not happy with the photos? Yeah. It's, it's going back to the car service. If, if they replace your exhaust because it's super loud or leaks, whatever, and you drive away and it's still doing that, when you go back, you expect them to fix it at no cost, correct? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's your responsibility too. You, you can't get all rock starry on me and be like, well, this is me. This is my art. This is how I do things. No, there's a certain standard when it comes to photography as well. There's a quality standard. There's a time standard where you, you know, you have to deliver your product on a timely manner. And that's, that's basically it. That's, that's what it comes down to. So, for example, my real estate clients, um, <clears throat> I don't ask them to pay me for the house. Uh, I photograph for them up front because that's, that's their own expense. That They're not even getting paid for that, you know. They're paying out of pocket too. So... What's happening is a realtor makes commission from the sale of the house. Now, the smart realtors will hire us in order to make the house look better, in order for the house to sell faster. So they're spending a little bit of money to make a lot of money. Now, they don't have that money yet, so I will build them and I will give them two weeks to pay. Some realtors pay immediately, almost on the spot, to the point where, like, I've had people, as I leave, they're emailing me a money order like an e-transfer. E mm -hmm. uh, and then some people, um, they kind of sit on it and they know that I'm cool with it. They know it's a couple hundred dollars at a time and they know that I'm okay waiting for the next time I do a shoot for them. You know, and that way they'll, like I just had a realtor pay for five photo shoots and they spanned, <laughs> they spanned all the way back to November of last year. And I'm okay with that, you know, because like I, I did get the money anyways and I'm not relying on this money to 
as my main source of income. Like my, my real estate's not my main source of income. So to me, that's, that's acceptable. Like these are the terms I, I have worked out with, with these people. So going to portraiture, where you're not dealing with reputable businesses that have accounts payable, that have accounts receivable, and you're dealing with people who, for lack of a better term, are sometimes shady fox. F O X. F O X people. Um, like I shared with you the experience with a bride who wasn't happy with her hair. She wanted a $3,500, you know, basically she wanted all her money back from me for her wedding day because she wasn't happy with her hair. And I just want to take that proverbial dueling glove and slap her on the face and be like, are you kidding me? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, where do you get off hiring a photographer for a full day of shooting and then just basically calling the credit card company and getting the money reversed anyways, right? So here, the difference is it didn't matter if she paid up front or she paid later. She still got her money back. The credit card company still sided with her. And she probably made up some kind of BS story that, I charge your credit card without her authorization or whatever, you know, and I'll never do that again. Um, so just to refresh people's minds, this was a wedding that was booked last minute. The groom paid $3,500 plus HST um, for the wedding. And um, after the wedding, about two weeks later when the photos were delivered, the bride called the credit card company and had the charge reversed because she's not the one who authorized it and she never signed the bill because I took it on the phone. So from now on, I do everything through Wave and this can't really happen. Like I'm kind of protected I'm because I'm not the one entering the credit card information, mm -hmm. right? But it it almost doesn't matter whether you got paid beforehand or, or afterwards. What it came down to was the fact that I had a solid contract. And in my contract, it said, if somebody else screws your hair up, mm -hmm. it's not my problem. I'm still getting paid because yeah. <laughs> I still did the work. I still had to hire a photographer to help me out, mm -hmm. you know, and it was, uh, it was actually Brandon David who helped me out on this photo shoot. And he even said himself, he's like, we were joking about her hair, how ridiculous <laughs> it is because, but we thought it was her heritage, her uh, uh, culture, right? Because, you know they 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 could have crazy hair who knows i don't, I don't. it was just really big physically <laughs> and we <laughs> like like i'm talking about poof <laughs> um, like like what's her name snooki yes <laughs> kind of like that and so the problem is that just the hairstyle was just ri ridiculous yeah. it was it was out of this world and and the bigger issue was that the bridesmaids were like Oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're just, you look so amazing. This is like the best day of my life. <laughs> so when these are your friends, your best friends, your best mates that you grew up with, and they're telling you this, who am I to tell you otherwise? True. Right? Um, excuse me, miss. I know we just met. Mm -hmm. You look horrible. Mm -hmm. Let me just, let me lick my hand and pat your hair down. <laughs> okay, this is going to be better. Like, right. I wouldn't suggest that it's still the same thing. So you're doing a commercial shoot, you're getting paid for the work that you do, and if you screw it up, you fix it. But it's the same thing with a wedding. If you screw it up, you fix it. Like, I've heard of 
photographers, you know, in the film days, they lose all of the photos. They yep. restage the wedding. And that's going to be at your expense, yeah. right? So um, if, if you screw up, you're fixing... Or you give all the money yeah, back. It's, exactly. It's one yes. or the other, So right? if, if you so. screw up, you, you fix your mistake. Either way, if it's portraiture or commercial. Um, just the whole thing about them paying you after you deliver the photos just makes me so nervous. I think... If I was shooting commercial... So you, you have to have a contract for that, right? Oh, yeah. Obviously, well, obviously I have yeah. contracts for everything, but I think if I was shooting commercial, personally, I would be requiring a retainer. And frankly, you can charge people however you want, but if you're going to be working with bigger companies, you have to kind of understand that they're going to have had a different experience, and if they don't like the way that you're doing things, they might go mm-hmm. with another photographer. So you can charge people <clears throat> the, up for... What it comes yeah. down to... Is that contractors, as a photographer, you're just a contractor to the business. Contractors have a tendency of being really crappy and screwing people over. <laughs> so I'm redoing a sunroom on our income property uh, for the downstairs unit. And uh, I hired somebody to do the work who subcontracted it out to another contractor that he had work done for him. Well, this contractor did a piss poor job that where the trim had to be ripped out of the walls. Um, and he demanded to be paid in full. He demanded, he's like, I want all my money. I did the work. And the problem was that no matter how much you told him, like your work sucks, we have to take it out and hire somebody else to finish it. He still demanded the money. You know what I mean? So he got paid a little bit. He got paid for the material and like a portion of his time, but he didn't get paid for the full job. And that's kind of why a company won't want to pay you in full. Because had this guy been paid in full, he would have just screwed off and you would have never seen that money or you would have never, you would have still had to be out and hire somebody else. So that's why a business is going to require you do the work first and with some sort of agreement, you know. Now you can say, I need money, I I need to be paid in full up front. That is not unheard of. There... And to tell you the truth, if it was a startup where somebody I've never heard of, where it's like two college guys that are just, you know, living the dream and they're like, oh, we're going to we're going to start making water bottles, PBA free, you know, yeah, our business is going to fly through the roof and we're going to make millions. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to do any terms with them. I'm going to say, guys, you need to pay for the shoot before we start. So I've done that where. I basically kind of say, do I really want the shoot that bad Mm -hmm. that I'm risking of not getting paid? And the answer is usually like, no, I'm going to ask them for for payment in full. This probably happened two, maybe three times in the last 15 years where the people actually paid in full the the minute they show up. And, but these were tiny shoots. They were like $750 shoots, nothing to get excited about. And one of them was actually water bottles where the business is now not in business <laughs> so now, um, uh, hope he didn't become a photographer and listen to our <laughs> podcast now. um so i will say though with regard to people uh, companies receiving your photos and then not paying for them so mm-hmm. you own the copyright to all of the images that you produce um and Correct. you hold on to that until you are paid so in your contract, it should say that the, the rights to, the, to these photos um, 
will transfer upon payment. So, I mean, you give them the photos, but technically they can't do anything with them until they pay you. So, uh, And you can also say that you're only giving them the photos with uh, the intent to license them for limited yes. use. Okay. Meaning, Good. you know, that they can't resell them. <clears throat> they, they can't... I think 100% of my business is basically uh, full rights because I, yeah. I actually quite often will delete the photos. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, I'm done with this. Yeah. You know, I'll hang on to them for a year or two, but I'm like, I'm done with this. Weddings, I hang on to forever. I back them up in my cloud storage, right? Because people suck. They don't know how to back up oh, photos. <laughs> and uh, in my contract, it says that if you lose your photos and you want me to give you some photos back, that you're going to pay for yeah. it. So... Um, and I would have a lawyer look over that <clears throat> particular clause in your contract just to be sure that it's for reals legal. And also mm-hmm. we're talking about Ontario, so it could be different elsewhere. Um, but if anyone ever does not follow this, <laughs> Pedro's distracting me. He's, I think he's poking me on Skype. <laughs> um, <laughs> If someone ever takes your photos, doesn't pay you, and then uses them, you're going to have to go to a letter to draft. Go to a letter. Go to a lawyer to draft a letter to this company or this individual. So, have mm-hmm. a lawyer look over that clause in your contract. Well, your entire contract. Yeah. You know I mean. So to add a little side note to your pricing, when when you're figuring your pricing out, uh, always have a small portion that in in every job that kind of goes towards legal fees Uh because at some point you're going to need legal advice you're going to need legal services so have a portion go towards legal fees um when i do my cost analysis cost breakdown analysis to figure out how much i should be charging for what services this year i add 10 percent miscellaneous which includes my kind of like legal fee fund um, that way, if I do need to go to a lawyer, need to get a contract drawn up, need need to get a letter sent, you know, even if it's just like, look, we're going to charge you for one hour for our paralegal yeah. to draft a letter. I I don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, I'm out a couple hundred bucks. I just pay for it, right? And, you know, to further go on a little side note, I've been talking to a few acquaintances recently who I've worked on a professional um bases or you know even know them on a personal basis who are photographers who are complaining about money and and it blows my mind because i know they're working i know they're working full-time and they're saying that the most stupidest things like um oh i you know i had i had my mortgage payment come out this month and i can barely uh pay for this or that and I'm kind of thinking to myself like well what if what if something happens like i get it we like I'm not making the, the biggest amount of money either, but I'm kind of saving for a rainy day here, you know, just in case. So including if I ever need legal legal advice. So I have a little bit of money kind of sitting in an account just in case this happens. And I think a lot of people don't. And so that that's my side rant for, for now. But going back to um, portrait versus commercial pricing, I want to talk about just photographing portraits, you know. So when you're doing a family portrait where you're doing kind of like a mini session in a park, these are strangers. You don't know these people. They do not have a business address. They kind of contacted you over email. Half the time you don't have their address. 
and they don't have a, you know, you, you have no physical way of contacting them. You know, you have a phone number, which could be changed overnight. You have an email that could be just deleted. And yeah, if you get really fancy, you can, you know, find out what their IP is and go visit them at home that way. But the reality is that if I email you on your website, Sophia, and I say, hey, I'd like to have a portrait session and I come to your studio, you photograph me, you do the work and then I leave you have an option you don't you if you don't get paid you don't deliver the photos but if you deliver the photos at that point or even a li- little bit later you don't know who i am like how how else are you going to get the money yeah so that is the biggest difference of why you want to get paid up front and why we charge people up front now if a friend comes to me somebody i know for a long time i even know their family i know where they live i've been to their house <laughs> we high-fived each other there's a really good chance that I'll do the photos and then I'll ask for money later. Right. Yeah. And I've done that and I, and I'll, and I have no problem with that. Neighbors, coworkers, whatever. There's gotta be some sort of a trust issue. I still do a contract, Mm -hmm. but if, if you're, if you're doing, if you're working from home, if you're meeting people in the park, if you're doing mini sessions, if you're doing full on family sessions, if you're doing a wedding and you're meeting this couple in, um, in a cafe, right? I'm trying to think of what the cafe is that you meet in. And I, the only thing I'm coming up is the boiling frog, <laughs> which I don't think that's it's what it is. Just a side note. So, um, it's called the Frog Ponds. And the frog ponds. Um, Corey Laycock, I don't know if we've mentioned him on the show. So he... We have. We have? Okay. So he yeah. um, he is a DJ. And also mm-hmm. he's getting into photography and he's like looking to get into second shooting and stuff. Having listened to one of our episodes, smart man. So I told him, I'm like, I actually really like working with men at weddings. So um, do you want to meet for coffee? And he goes, yeah, sure. Let's meet at your favorite coffee shop. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad everyone knows where I like to get tea now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. Yeah, that's funny. it's the frog ponds. Everyone, write that down. The boiling frog. It's the frog yep. ponds. <laughs> <laughs> it's the French restaurant down the street. Um, <laughs> boiling frog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. So, uh, so yeah, if you meet people there and you you know you you like them, you get their you get your friends on Facebook, you get their cell phone number. You high five them and you're like, yeah, let's do an engagement session. Yeah. And then after the engagement session, we'll sign the contract. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. No. You do the engagement <laughs> session, you send them the photos and you never hear from them again. And you keep texting this number over and over and you're like, oh my God, Tiffany, uh, you were so cool at the Frog Ponds. <laughs> you're, you're, you're SOL. <laughs> you're fucked. Sorry. Are you that's, saying that's what I sound like? No, it's the, you're not the only one who goes to Frog Pond. It's the same thing for the couples, though, right? So one of my friends told me that she was booking a wedding photographer, and they did the engagement session, and they wanted... And then they were never to be heard from again. So, no, they, well, <laughs> they wanted to do the engagement session before they booked so that they knew that they liked this photographer. And I said, no, 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 you book, you do the engagement session and then if you don't like them, you fire them, not the other way around, because they could be booked for your wedding date um, by the time right. you decide if you like the photos or not. So, And that happened to us. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
but that's what it is, you know, especially mini sessions. Mini sessions are amazing. <laughs> so I had, I actually met somebody who said that she had, she's like, she even said, not one, but two people flaked out on me. And yeah. I'm like, well, they didn't show up. No big deal. She's like, no, they showed up. I photographed them. They're like, oh, we forgot to bring the money. Is it cool if we like email money transfer them to you? Yes, right now. And she's like, I've never, <laughs> she's like, I've never heard from them ever again. And I'm trying to reach them and they, they won't reply. I'm like, well, did you send them the photos? No, I haven't. But I still did the work. I'm like, yes. uh, you're you're at the mercy of, no. you know, their willingness to get the yeah. photos now. Like, so for many, and I think yeah. what it came down to is they had a bad experience. You know, she just they probably didn't get the experience that they were expecting. She she just kind of rushed through the photos in 15 minutes and maybe showed them on the back of her camera, and they're probably like, well, aren't, we, aren't we glad we never paid for this? And I and I'm not gonna say who it was. Uh, it, it is a photographer from Southwestern Ontario and she was just starting out and she was a student at the time. And the reality is, you know, don't do mini sessions if you're a student and you, you don't have a lot of experience. Okay, so I'm and just, ask, it, it was not me. It was not you. No, no, <laughs> but. No. Uh, we, and it's somebody who's not in, in photography. Anymore. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, we're assuming that you are doing your darndest to provide your clients with a good experience as well. So we're not talking to the photographers who are ripping people off and like producing mm -hmm. bad photos and being a jerk and stuff. So we're telling you that you can expect portrait payment before the session happens. If you're doing mini yeah. sessions, for example, you have a limited number of spaces so that the payment ensures that that person has that slot. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Expect payment beforehand and don't block off sessions, like sections of time from your day to go photograph people unless they are, you know, committed to actually paying. Yeah. For and that's, that's the biggest difference too. Um, there is more than one day in one week, right? You can photograph, if you're doing headshots for a company who are open Monday to Friday, you can photograph Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Your, flex, your schedule could be severely flexible or not at all. It really depends on how busy you are. But there's only so many Saturdays that are nice weather and wedding days, so to speak. So there's going to be a lot of competition. And people are going to want your services. And that's why you need to get paid. Because once you have a contract drawn up, you need some sort of monies exchanged in order for it to be valid. But then you also want to get paid for the day before you start for that yeah. reason, right? Like you... You do need to get paid up front. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that is the biggest reason why commercial photography differs from uh, personal, like portrait photography. It's, it's because why, why one would pay up front. The variables are just stacked against you. So you want to connect, collect as much as possible before you get started. And, you know, you're showing people your work. What I, what I recommend is don't put your best work on your website. Mm -hmm. Put your favorite work, you know, put people's favorite work on your website. Literally, like things that people go goo goo gaga over, put that on your website, you know. Don't put like stupid artsy fartsy shit because you're you're going to blow people's expectations. You can't not everybody's a high fashion model where they're going to be able to pose like that. Mm -hmm. You know, put real people on your website so that they know what to expect and they know exactly what's going on. Um, now, in addition, <sighs> because you're getting paid up front, 
like to tell you the truth, you know, people also ask me, why are you charging so much for commercial work? Well, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they take their sweet ass time to pay. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's just how much the service is worth. That is the going rate of the service. It's not like we're ripping people off, but you know, we do charge $3,000 per day. Mm -hmm. So an eight hour day is $3,000 of work. Uh, it, it's just the, the day rate. Well, it's the same as a wedding, so why, right? Like. It's comparable. Yeah, to tell you the truth, the wedding people people say that all the time to me. They're like, "Wow, weddings! There's so much money into them," and I'm like, "There is not. <laughs> I wish there was more." Yeah. Uh, the reality is that a wedding, an eight-hour wedding, is like a forty-hour work week. Yeah. If you add up the time you had to meet, the expenses of driving around, the editing, you know, the actual work for you and your assistant, it's. I'd say for every eight hours of wedding time it's it's about a 40 hours total of work yeah. so when you really divide that in in you know kind of how much you're getting paid i would rather do commercial work every day now having said that i do enjoy weddings it's a it's a lot of fun it's a it's a huge party and the expectations are a lot lower um sometimes we light for like 30 minutes just to get the, <laughs> the light perfect you know yeah. and then and then we take three shots and we're like yep nailed it so it's it's a completely different beast. Um, yeah. But um, I, I hope that sheds a little bit of light. Like, I mean, the only thing I can think of now is I, I can just basically regurgitate what I said, you know. Yeah, but well, we can really, go over it. Um, yeah. Like, I think we've pretty much talked it to death, so. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. Okay, so. It's dead. First, um, but. avoid confrontation, but don't throw up on your microphone, Petro. <laughs> <laughs> um, avoid confrontation by having a contract make sure that you're doing all of your communication by email so and here's an idea if you have meetings or phone conversations with these people take notes and then email it to them afterward um, so that mm -hmm. you make sure that you have everything in writing um, generally commercial sessions are not prepaid um, they might be in Petro's case, like net 10, net 30, net 60, net 90, but make sure that those terms are agreed upon before the session happens. Um, and with regard to payment, make sure that you're following up with people so that they don't get delinquent in paying you. <laughs> um, and if you want, you can require a retainer, um, but you will need to communicate that with the company beforehand. Um, and then make sure that you're doing the best work that you can so that you know later on they're not like no we're not going to pay you because we don't like the photos exactly <sighs> I, I think tank's gonna go off in about two seconds Ooh. so is... my fridge is going off there's somebody at the door or he's still sleeping oh. um and the reason he's sleeping is because he ran around for three hours yesterday <laughs> at, the, at the shower. There's but, so uh, many people. I think, <laughs> yeah, oh, there here he goes. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what a good time to wrap, wrap things up. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us. If you um, are on Facebook, join our Facebook group, Double Exposure Show Group. <laughs> Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the other uh, back catalog, please hop on iTunes and rate us five stars and leave us a little love note. Be like, yo, we love you. Um, 
So oh. you can also get there by going to doubleexposure.show slash iTunes. Yeah, so yes. I, I did notice something. So Stevie Cake did text me. He's like, I tried to rate your um, your podcast, your but I podcast, couldn't, yeah. and I don't know why. So if you are subscribed to our podcast in iTunes on your phone, and you go to that link, it'll just take you to your subscription page. You have to go search for our podcast in the store. So go right. to the store, yeah, search so for Double Exposure Show, open that up, and then you'll be able to review us. Amazing. And, Go um, on. <laughs> <laughs> the show notes are on doubleexposure.show slash episodes slash 36. And we want to thank uh, Benjamin Edward for the artwork and Ben Sound for our beautiful music. And we want to thank you all for listening. And that's it we have. That's all we have for this week. Uh, okay, bye. Okay, boof. <laughs> <laughs>